0: Fears and Tears would like to acknowledge the traditional owners and custodians of the land from which we conduct this podcast, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. We recognize their continued connection to the land and waterways and sky of this beautiful place, and we pay our respects to elders past and present, and extend that respect to all First Nations people present today, and acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded.
1: Watching over golden lanes, you're talking to my conscience. left in the shade. Hello
0: everyone. Welcome back to Beers and Tears. Today I'm joined with Death by Denim. Hello guys.
1: Hello, good morning. How are you doing?
0: Morning. Good. How are you?
1: Bloody lovely. Top of the morning.
0: <laughs> well, I'll begin by just asking you guys how you guys all found each other, met, came to create Death by Denim.
2: Uh so George, who's our bass and synth player, I knew him from high school. Uh, and he was in the music scene much more than I was. I was just like this guy who played guitar in his bedroom, but he was actually playing around the town uh, in a duo and then I was like at uni doing an academic degree, nothing to do with music. And my sister-in-law introduced me to Nick. They were like family friends because she knew I was looking for something more in my life. You know, I I needed a musical relationship. So she introduced us and we just started writing hits of music. Then I called up George and he got Hamish on board, who's our drummer. And within like two months, it went from being nothing to being like a fully fledged, band that we were jamming
0: sick
2: six years ago I think so now we live together
0: (laughs) (laughs) and um how would you describe the music that you guys make to somebody who may not have ever heard you guys before
1: it's always like one of the hardest questions to answer I reckon because when we started it was more um what we were doing like we started off with a few acoustic type tracks um and you know they were, they were nice, but then we kind of wanted to find the band vibe, and so we were watching a lot of like Red Hot Chili Peppers, and I feel like that first EP sort of thing is very much like that. Yeah. Um, and then we got synths involved, uh, became more. I don't know. I'd say yeah.
2: like uh, Tame Impala meets Arctic Monkeys meets DMAs meets Now the Weekend. Now the Weekend yeah cool and there's gorillas as well we've been cool. listening to heaps of that but it has it is constantly evolving so it's always weird to try and pigeonhole it like our last album there's like beatles-y sounding songs and then full synth tracks and we don't even know what's going on so
0: yeah it's good <laughs> you never do it's, it's fun, fun. <laughs> it's fun
2: come and have a good time
0: it's yeah fun. really and you released an album earlier this year called Moonbow. Yeah. Describe the evolution of this album for you guys, where you were at when you were like, We're gonna start another album and kind of how it came to be.
2: I think um recording was like the only thing we knew we could do for certain. Yeah. Last year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah recorded it last year. Yeah. yeah. Um and I think it pretty much straight after we released our first album, we were in the studio just making a couple singles for the next year and then we kind of just went all right well they sound good let's just do a full album straight into it and our management was fully into that idea they were pushing it pretty hard so i think we like before we even had the songs we had three songs but we already had like an album release date we were working towards Mm -hmm. so that was a bit weird yeah it was good yeah but it was just like this is what we're going to do this year This is our main project because, yeah, like the border situation was still pretty touch and go. Um, We got to play heaps of gigs in WA, which was amazing. But, um, yeah, recording was just the only thing that kept us sane, I think.
0: Did that feel weird going from like album release to straight into the studio doing something else? Like did you feel like you didn't have enough time to process or how do you feel about kind of just like straight up studio time?
1: No, nah, not really, because when we released our first album, we recorded that at the start of 2020, and also at yeah. the 29th. So it was so long, was such a long process of like actually releasing it. that by the time you do release it, you want to, you're done with those songs, pretty much. Yeah, by the time you've done it, you've you're recording the next song, and you're like, that album was
2: shit, <laughs> but this, yeah. this is actually, oh, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> and in terms of like making this album this time. Like, you'd already done the first one. You're well-versed in album making uh, to some degree. <laughs> um, um, what did you do this time that was, like, different? Too
1: much different. Yeah. Not too much. Nah. Because, yeah, as you were saying, like, we couldn't do anything really in W. Like, we couldn't move. We couldn't go anywhere to record anything. So, we obviously, we're still with Andy, our producer, um, who we love working with Um re- The writing process was pretty similar.
2: Yeah, I think think we just like we always walk in and we want to kind of surprise ourselves. That's like the test, like not not written on paper, but every time there's like a aha kind of moment in the studio. We're like, oh fuck, I didn't, I didn't think of that. Yeah, and now this is like blowing us away a bit. That's what we were shooting for. I think I was strumming an acoustic guitar. I didn't do that on the oh, there you go. Yeah,
1: we did have a few more acoustics it.
2: (laughs) and now Uh, we have quickly gotten rid of it and then we tossed it into the trash (laughs) but yeah because we we recorded it in stages so it was like three or four songs every couple months and i think if you know that and you listen to it you can tell which ones were kind of recorded at the same time and which ones are very different um so we're actually working on something at the moment and we just did three weeks straight Mm
0: -hmm. to make
2: sure that it all kind of lined up the way we wanted it to, yeah, and not be completely different vibes because, like we said, with the first album, by the time it's out, you're already sick of it, so it's the same when you're recording every couple months, you just your yeah, interest changes tremendously. So, yeah,
0: are there any signature tracks on the album or like your favorite tracks?
1: Mm. Um, I was listening to Skydiving, which is the last. A song, I think, of the album. We were listening to it with Hamish because we drove to Down South the other week to have a gig and I was like, oh, just came on like on a radio Spotify playlist thing and I was like, ah, that's a good one. I do really like that song. So Skydiving is probably my favourite still. I think um, all
2: the the singles of the album that we chose are probably not my favourites, yeah like, none of them. I was pretty hot on the title track Moonbow for a while. Now I'm just like, what is that? <laughs> what is that? You know how did you let me write that song um but yeah it always does change i think uh i think just the general sound of it though we were pretty stoked on like it held up still holds up when we listen back we don't really want to change too much about it Mm. but um every time we record we it's like you just learn more about what you like and don't like what and what other people like and don't like as well which always kind of is nice when you can evaluate it a bit more. Evaluate.
1: Evaluation.
0: <laughs> How do you guys go about deciding what the singles are going to be? Is there ever, like, any hectic? Yes, yeah, it's
1: there's it's always, like, we're always different, all yeah. four of us, and now we've got management involved and we've got, like, the um, label involved, and it's just like. It's like a mental cage match. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah. Like, it's pretty hectic. It's like,
2: three of us and we're all in the grids, and then someone just, like, has the plastic chair and just. <laughs> just <come laughs> And completely derails. Um, but like, it, it's funny because we have such an amazing team behind us now. Like when we started, we it was just us having a coffee, talking like this, being like, "What do you reckon this one or this one?" And now we have a full team. But everyone is—it's still that kind of vibe. Like everyone's yeah. like, "I don't know, <laughs> I don't know." Like no one, no one knows what a good song is anymore. I think when you're listening to that much music and you're caught up in the industry, you can tell what a single is and what isn't yeah and then again you just can't like it's so weird yeah
0: Yeah, that's what I was thinking because like anything could really be a single like you could make it a single like that is a single it could be like a slow ballad or it could be like some you know hectic rock track um
2: exactly there's like you do and if you're recording it you're aware that like you don't want it to go for more than three and a half minutes or that kind of
1: thing. You're like if you're pitching it for a radio kind of single. But then but then again it's also like ballpark music. Yeah exactly. Released that what was that song Cherub? Yeah. It was like five minutes acoustic ballad and it was like massive hit. So it's just who knows? <laughs> no one knows what's a hit. <laughs> <laughs> no one knows. <laughs> no one fucking knows. Yeah. <laughs> I think I love- it's like when you play it live, so a new song or something, if you play it live and you kind of get a reaction from that.
0: Yeah. Okay. Gotcha.
1: Maybe a little bit, but uh, yeah, it's hard.
0: Yeah. And uh, more recently, you released a track remix called Cigarettes and Honey. Um, Tell me about, yeah, this track, the evolution of this track, all the way through to Roy Bing's new remix, which is really, I think it's so good.
2: <laughs> we released that song. So we released it ages ago in like 2019. Yep. And I think that that definitely is our biggest song still. And like, that's just another example. When we wrote that, we were like, this is a bit of a joke, you know? <laughs> and that was like our biggest song, and it's just like yeah. the situation.
1: <laughs> uh,
2: but uh, I think that kind of put us on the map with Triple J. Yeah. That kind of just got the ball rolling a lot, especially on tour, when we're touring over East for the first time, that was a song which really translated to the audience and help grow the fan base and then um yeah we just we wanted a bit more of a peaker kind of rendition of it you know and um roy bing was the um uh part of our management roster as well so it was an easy like little project we had and he just sent us the we sent him the stems for it and he sent us back the Remix, yep. and we were, I think we are recording it in the studio at the time and I was just like, I had a, I was like doing these ones and I was like, <laughs> fuck it, yeah, all right, it's better than the actual track, it's better than what we're making right now. Let's just do these things.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's full drum and bass. I love it.
1: Yeah, yeah, we tried to, um, because we did a remix, George and Palais, mainly George, but we did a remix of one of the album songs recently as well, um, Shores, so they just did it and we're just like, we're just having fun, just doing, doing whatever. We'll probably do remixes for the next batch of work potentially as well. So yeah, see. You.
0: Fun. It's something different.
1: I
2: had Big Sound, recently, um, because Roy Bing was doing a showcase and we were there doing our own thing, and um, Nick got up and did like a guest vocal for it. Cool. <laughs> it's so funny because it, like it's. It's basically just the last chorus six times yeah. and it's vocally like the biggest part of the song. So he's basically just belting <laughs> for three minutes to drum it. And he did pretty well, but like, I knew the night he had the night before the day leading up to it and I'm just like, oh, God. And yeah, he just true. Gets up
0: That would have been a lot of pressure as well. You're going onto someone else's showcase.
1: Yeah. I don't know. It was your showcase. It was, yeah. After that. <laughs> No, it wasn't. Uh, really bad. Roy Bing's are, is a good lad, so he was just like, "Yeah, man, it's it's cool. It's all chill. We'll just wing it and whatever." I was like, "Okay, see."
0: You guys have been smashing out music this year because you have another track coming out um, yeah. in at the end of October called "Magic Daisy." This is a really cool track. When did you first start writing it? How's it all come to be? I think
2: um, when we got in, COVID, yeah, when we got COVID in April, true. we all uh, it was like the first, probably the first festival. Yeah. like proper no holds barred festival back open yeah. since COVID for us um and it was in bustleton i remember like everyone in our crew was coming up with a positive rat test after and we had a gig that weekend and we're like oh should we rat should we not rat like <laughs> we can't afford to push this show back and then like um one of our uh, friends who was with us the whole time was a close contact we all ratted and we we're like thick Bang. lines on the test so we're like, okay Let's cancel that gig. And then I pretty much had seven days by myself in this house we're in right now. And then Nick went back to his folks' house just to be taken care of. <laughs> uh, it was just exchanging, exchanging um voice notes and stuff. That's kind of how it started to for new music. Because we knew we wanted to get the ball rolling on new stuff. Um, but I guess we just wanted it to be similar to how we're doing the remixes, we wanted more of a dancy. Yeah, kind of thing and um it just kind of naturally evolved into this gees esque kind of synth track and i'm <laughs> trying to re-write w- re- um, <laughs> the wiggy riff though because our song yeah. wiggy has like this cool guitar riff and i basically tried to reinvent it a hundred different ways um so this was one version of that i think was- this is the best Rewritten one of wiki I think, so, I reckon, yeah. 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 Why, why, you know, change not broken? You know, was, uh...
0: No, they do actually sound quite similar now that you mentioned. Yeah. It. Oh, yeah. so, <laughs> <laughs> there you I, go. The <laughs> You're science. just ripping yourselves off, really.
1: <laughs> That's a scientific formula right there that I'm, I'm trying to work out. Right. We don't rip other people <laughs> off; we rip ourselves off. So who, who's going to sue us? You know, ourselves. You yeah. can
0: no, there was literally this like case. I can't remember who it was, but they sued themselves. Like they're like they had this like company and their like management sued the same guy. I don't
2: know. Yeah. I <laughs> himself. One yeah. more one more year in this industry. I might be insane <laughs> enough to do that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um and in terms of um new music, this is like kind of a first taste into what's coming. Yep. Have yep. you guys just been studio time? What are your like goals for going into the new year starting?
1: Um yeah, well I mean it is the first release off a bigger batch of tunes I guess. Um we will be announcing some stuff soon. I don't know if I can technically say it. But yeah, cool. Whatever. Um not have to sue you. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> sue me But yeah, we're just going to release like a bunch more music. Um and then I think we're going to really like hone in on this batch of music being all connected so like artwork being very connected music videos being very connected all that sort of stuff um a bit more than what we have been
2: we're we're trying trying, but we won't get it right we're actually we've been doing this fun thing with magic daisy where we've been dming all our like muso friends the chorus lyrics and getting them to send us back covers of what they think of how they think the song goes
0: Oh, my God, so
2: that's so good. Dropping a few things. We've actually got some, like, pretty legit yeah. people <laughs> having a crack. <laughs> so we're going to be dropping a few of those this week. It's been pretty, pretty funny. Yeah, like, cool. just Everyone is just in their own style singing this song, and you're like, it's actually not bad. It's better than...
0: Yeah, I was uh, going to say, it's going to be a bit shattering when someone does a really, really good version, and you're like, we yeah. should have done it like that.
1: We release our song and everyone's like, can you do it like that one?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Spring is here and it's the perfect time for a beer. This episode is sponsored by Heaps Normal. Want to enjoy a classic Aussie lager without the downsides? Heaps Normal has got you covered. Another lager is as simple as it sounds. No funny business or flavours that will confuse your grandparents. It's just a beer to slot in with the rest of your faves. Only this one helps you keep your hands steady and your pool game at 110%. It cracks, pours and drinks like the rest of them. So it's up to you. No downsides in sight. Tastes just like any other lager. Nothing more, nothing less. What it lacks in ABV, it makes up for in classic, crisp flavour. Excellent chats and endless possibilities tomorrow. So you've got your whole discography. If someone was listening to music for the first time, what tracks would you want them to listen to?
1: Are Are we going standard here? Like, are we got to have to? Are we going <laughs> cigarettes you can do whatever and- you want? <laughs> yeah, you got to be cigarettes and honey. Has to be, I think. Yep. Then you go, I reckon, if you're trying to get them into the new tunes, you go like Fool's Gold. Okay. In yep. the recent album. Is that the recent album? Yeah, that was a recent album. Yep. Yeah. 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 Um, and then maybe like A Sleepless and Sunkissed. So you get like a, a batch of, you know, you got your ballads, you got your dancy, <laughs> and then you got your think- rock banger. Okay. Yeah, I think I would
2: like to pick one from each era of the band. Cool. Oh. This is this is what you need to understand.
0: Yes. <laughs> you understand. Uh,
2: you're like, you know, in no order, it'd be take me far away sometime. Smoke screen. It was actually funny. We had a beach party on Saturday night in Exmouth, and this guy from the UK was like, smoke screen <laughs> is when I heard you guys like five years ago. Cool. And I thought you guys were the biggest bands in the world. And now <laughs> I just saw you at the local pub and X-Mouth. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <Ouch>. <laughs> I'm like, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. Um, so smoke screen, Tattoo, Cigarettes and Honey, Wiggy. Yeah. Out of habit. <laughs> These are just...
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'll
2: touch that on Spotify. It's like, I would tell...
0: Yeah no okay that's a good mix it's a good mix at least you know your your top Spotify tracks are somewhat resemblant of what you would want people to be clicking on.
1: Well, that's because they've become that probably.
2: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. "Cigarettes and Honey," "Cigarettes and Honey" remix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen to "Cigarettes and Honey" one more time.
0: Yeah. Uh,
2: "Cigarettes and Honey" remix. That's
0: yeah. yeah, sick. And um, you guys just came back, well, last month um, from tour. Yep. What was it like playing new tracks across the, the East Coast?
1: It was good, yeah. We played um Magic Daisy, which is hard to pull off live um with just the four of us because we're not playing a track or anything like that. So that is a bit difficult. But um I think the reaction from the crowd was pretty good, even yeah. if we were like, oh, shit, are we playing this right? Um, we also did our like version on tour, which was very fun. Um, yeah, that was great. People love it's, that song, obviously.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah it's good fun. Um, and just the whole tour was good. It was like madness, was like nine gigs in 11 days or eight and 10 or something. Um, it's a lot of gigs. But it was good. Short amount of days. <laughs> it
2: was It was the first time we've had that kind of really, I think it was because we're at Big Sound, and that was Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah. And we had the two around it. So usually you have that time off, but um, and big sound was pretty Massive. nuts. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there just wasn't much sleep being tallied up in that time. But we we played pretty well. Yeah, I think on, so. By the last show, like I think we were just in that rhythm of being able to
1: do it, no matter what yeah. state of being we were in. You know? Yeah. The owner, venue managers of the last gig, that uh, we walked in. Or when we were talking to them, they were like, "Are you guys at a hut? Right? You look fucked." <laughs> One of them gave me a hug. He was a nice guy, Jim. Oh, Jim, goodness.
2: in Mornington Peninsula, he was just Jim, like, like the sweetest man. And it's like, "You look a bit fucked," and I'm <laughs> like, "I am, mate. I am." And then he gave. He was a massive guy. He gave me a big hug, and I was like, "Thanks, Jim." Jim, <laughs> yeah,
0: those bear hugs are the <laughs> best.
2: <laughs> I couldn't escape it. Didn't want to. Yeah.
0: Love it, and um. My final question, what is your favourite memory playing a gig and also your least favourite memory where it's all gone a bit shit?
1: Favourite memory? Probably uh, the Lansdowne last year for me. That was like mm-hmm. a, just a loose gig and we had always struggled in Sydney until that gig. Yep. And it was just like, oh, fuck, like, people are going crazy here. Um, that was uh, that was number one favourite, least favourite. Least favourite. Probably this weekend in Paris. <laughs> that could be a great gig. Be- you can't, can't condemn a gig you haven't played. <laughs> um, like, when has it been really shit? What about Margaret River, um, when we got early days, when we got a bit too pissed before the gig and you were, you were in a bad way? Never that the gig wasn't too bad. The gig was fine. That was just that was a pretty my personal gig. life at the time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's not <laughs> relevant.
0: Yeah, wow. <laughs> <laughs>
2: there has to be one which was just fucked. There has to be.
1: Well, I know Hamish would say big pineapple because he cut his finger or something right before the gig. Amazing show, though. Yeah, well, that... I don't think we've had a bad experience on gig. Like, yeah, it doesn't gig.
0: have to be like a bad show. It's just your no, experience.
1: So, my mind, oh, maybe big sound doesn't go to death by dead and
2: gigs. It goes oh, yeah, to yeah, other yeah. gigs I've done in my life. <laughs> I remember in high school being the guest guitarist for like a a singer for some like orchestra thing, mm. and I walked out, and the nut that holds in the lead of my electric guitar. Had fallen out somewhere, and I stood in front of like 200 people in this auditorium and tried to plug in the lead, and it just kept falling out. Oh, and I had, no. and I was just like, I hey, I don't know what
1: to do. <laughs> I, uh, that that's where my mind goes instantly. For me, my, my worst—I've never had a bad time necessarily on stage, but before Death by Denim, actually, the time where I met his. Oh no, sorry, the time where I met his brother. Um, at the gig before the gig, I was like, I'm not gonna do this gig. Like I I don't want to do it. I was just like, nah, not doing it. I was very close to canceling it. And I did it. And then hey, did it. So who would you know? Once once you get on the stage, so that was early days when I was super nervous and everything. Now it's just like
0: I feel like it's <laughs> a kind it's a good thing that nothing hectic comes to mind. So I'm stoked nah. to you guys.
2: <laughs> nothing too hectic. Yeah, I don't. I probably haven't. my <laughs> <laughs> memory is just so bad of gigs these days. Yeah, <laughs> but I, it, the, the early childhood trauma. <laughs>
0: yeah, so. that comes up. Yeah, when I was in high school and I...
2: <laughs> That is, that, that, is that is some nightmare shit. Like, what do you do? I had to find tape backstage and try taping this. Letter, that is nightmare like, shit. Like in front of it, like eating into into the song time. You know, yeah. quick change the for this concert. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely awful.
0: <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you so much for coming and chatting today, guys. Really appreciate it.
1: All right, thank you. Appreciate
0: it. I usually do a cheers at the end of my episodes. <laughs> oh, yes, <laughs> cheers.
1: This is a glass of
2: water. and a wine glass because...
0: Fair enough. Oh, you did. You want to be out proud.
1: <laughs> Thanks, guys. Sounds good.